0: God bless you. Uh, so, for everything that God is doing. I do want to share some things with you today. Uh, last week, I really got the call. And I believe that was very important. I sounded, I sounded hard, but it was important. How many of you felt I was hard? Was I hard? Should I apologize? (laughs) Okay. I tell you the truth. That is not how I prepared. I believe I was just carried by what I felt the Holy Spirit wanted us to say. Uh, But uh, how important it is for people to sit where God has called them to sit. And to recognize authorities as they are appointed by God. And to not miss the way God wants them to function in the kingdom of God. Amen. My experience of serving God for all these years have showed me that many people can be used by God. But the same thing, our people lack knowledge. Knowledge. They lack understanding uh, so they don't know how to tap into the things very painful for you to meet so many young people you know when we were at bible school uh, I'm sure we were so many We were so many maybe close to 300 of us and and by the experience one lecturer said to us you see as much as it not all of you will be in the ministry you may be dreaming about being in the ministry but it's not as easy as you think praise god it's not and so learning growing submitting allowing god to train you is very basic if you are called by god and today i'm going to continue and say some things that are very important Uh, Because I believe we are preparing the next generation to take over the mantle of God's work. If God does not call people, we are doomed as the work of God. Then there's no future for the church. There's no future for the ministry of Jesus Christ to save the lost. The future of the church depends on God raising new people and new anointings. And today, as I speak to young people, I get worried because most of the young people are just dreaming about their dreams. Uh, Very few of them will ever even think of saving God. They, they, They don't think much of saving God. They are so scared. They feel so inadequate. They feel or they cannot be part of anything that God does. Listen, I love and a certain old man, here. we were talking last week, and uh, Pastor, uh, one of our churches. So he said to me, we were just talking about how they're doing and everything. And he said, Pastor, I didn't just... I'm not just saved to just sit in the church and listen to you preach every Sunday. Sounded arrogant, but I said, no, that's very good. That's very good. He said, I'm called to do something for God. I said, that's very important. If people can begin to think like that, Romodim has called me here to make a contribution. God has called me into the kingdom of God to make a contribution. And that contribution is how I fulfill my call. And like I said, what I mean is not that everybody should be a pastor. What I mean is not that everybody should be full-time. But what I mean, I believe God has called every one of us in his kingdom. We are a part of the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. So before I go into reading scripture, I want to give you seven tips. If you think you are called, listen carefully. If you think your son is called or your daughter is called, listen carefully. If in any time you're going to be around somebody who is called by God, listen carefully because you will need to give them advice on this. Amen. One of the things that I will say first of all, which I said last week, God will make you aware that He has called you early in your life. He will make you aware. He will not take you by surprise. We have seen, Jesus Christ, Being aware that God has called you at 12 years. Did not mean that Jesus was supposed to start the ministry. He waited for 18 years. And we have seen that in the 18 years. The Bible says he grew. He became strong in spirit. He increased in wisdom. He gained favor with God. And he gained favor with man. So. The first thing that I will say, if you believe you are called or somebody else is called, the first thing I will tell you, get training. Get ready. The moment you know that God has called you, start getting ready as early as possible. Itukishe isalikapil. And itukisho, itukisho, just some more, yeah. Because the biggest thing that a person who is called is going to need is a heart after God. The biggest thing that a person who is called is going to need, listen carefully, is a what? To have a heart after God. The gift cannot take you so much further. The heart, having a heart, It's very deceitful. You think you are there. You think you love God too much. You think you are honest. You think everything. But when the pressures and the realities come, they are going to test who you really are. So get yourself ready walking with God, praying, reading the word of God, being around the right people. And I will even encourage you. Get to Bible school. Get the right training. Are we together? Of course not all Bible school. Will get you ready as such. But remember I am not also saying. Bible school is the only thing. That will get you ready. There are many like I said. Who went with us to Bible school. But did not make it. But it is very important. My testimony. When I Past, when I was at high school, I knew that the Lord called me. When I passed grade 12, I knew that there are a lot of things I don't know. Because I was making mistakes already. So I decided, Let me go and sit down and be trained. Spending that year at Bible school, just learning the word of God, learning from people who are ahead of us, Learning from people who know better has made made a great difference in my life. So get ready, get training, train your heart, get around people, get the right influence. And then you will see your call will be fulfilled. Amen. Number two, if you're going to be called, one of the most important things that you're going to find are very important is that uh, you cannot make it in the ministry If your family is not in order, I'm just saying very serious things. You cannot make it in the family, in the ministry, if your family is not in order. So marry right. Marry what? Marry right. And live right in your family. There is nothing that the devil will use more to destroy somebody who is called, like to weaken them in the area of family. The Bible clearly says you must be able to rule your family well if you are going to serve God. You must be able to manage it well because if you cannot manage your own family, how will you manage the house of God? Everything that has to do with running your family and getting it in order, getting your children obedient, getting your wife to respect you, to be a respectful woman, everything there, you've got to get it right. How? I don't know. Just get it right. And don't give excuses for it. Are we together? Don't give excuses for it. If you're going to serve God, that is going to be a requirement. That you are going to need to fulfill. Number three. Know how to believe God for finances. Know how to believe God for what? For finances. One of the things that people think is a big problem in serving God is in the area. And I I want to balance it because sometimes there's a deception here. Some people also go to an extent of thinking that all it takes for someone to succeed in the ministry is finance. That's not true. I repeat, that's not true. Ministry does not succeed simply because somebody has money. I have literally seen people starting churches or starting ministries. Because so they will succeed. No, you need resources, spiritual resources that are bigger than money, to succeed in the ministry. But of course, the issue of finance becomes a thorn, a thorn in the ministry Are we together? If you are a hungry pastor, if you are a pastor who cannot wash a drink, you're going to have a problem because it's going to create an imbalance in the way of So don't have a financial problem if you're going to be a man of God. Like I said, how? I don't know. Just get it right. All right. How? I don't know. Just get it right. Because you are going to need to be a person. You are not worried about money when you serve God. Okay? You are not worried about money. You are not going to study and other things. because the Get it right. Because in that area, if you are going to tell me you are going to be a man of God and you cannot believe God for finances, I doubt if you are truly a man of God. I doubt it. The area of finance, I tell people, is the easiest thing to believe God for. It's easy to believe God for finance than to believe God for healing. Okay? So get it right. And as a young person, I will advise you, show yourself to be diligent before you get into ministry. Pass at school. I went together. Get your degree while you are waiting for God to call you into full-time ministry. Get your profession. Work. God will call you from that place. Very important. You see, I mean, let's be honest with this. From the Bible, Jesus himself was a carpenter. All the apostles that he called were doing some profession. Business people, tax people, doctors, and so on and so on. All these people come to They were hard workers in their area and specialty. Before called called them. One of the things we want to see in this last day is to see God calling doctors full-time ministry. Is to see God calling lawyers full-time into the ministry. To see God calling teachers full-time. They leave their jobs and come and serve God because it's very important. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's how it must be. So get ready. Get your finances in order if you're going to serve God. Amen. Number four, be a hard worker. One of the things that we have learned at Spoken Word Bible Training Center, ministry is work. You see, when I sit here and I stand before you today and I just share like this, it looks like I'm doing a simple job. But there's so much that a person who is called is doing beyond just standing on the pulpit and reading verses. If you ask me what time I woke up today, you were all sleeping. If you ask my routine every day, how much, how much, and do what, most of you will be sleeping. There's no man and woman of God who will succeed in the ministry, the habit of laziness. You can never make it. Forget ministry, forget it. You must work hard. Kenneth Hagin says you must learn to bend the midnight oil. Bend the midnight oil. Jesus would pray. If you look at the schedule, you'll be surprised that the man will be praying the whole night. The following day, he'll be doing ministry. He will travel from this place to that place. He will be tired in the boat. When the boat, he doesn't even hear it the way he's tired. He, the man was a hard worker. So you're, you, those are the things that you're gonna need to do in order to get ready. I, I think, I think I am led by the Holy Spirit to say these things because there's a younger generation that God is calling. There's a younger generation that God is calling to do ministry. Praise God. One other thing that I will tell, and some of the things I will repeat when I'm going to read Scripture. One other thing that you have to do if unyakaroba in the ministry, in the ministry. I'm going to tell you that you must be ready to endure suffering. You must be ready. Paul says to Timothy, endure suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There is suffering connected with fulfilling the call of God for your life. So ikameka reba mudimu. There is difficulties that are acquainted, that are associated with fulfilling the call of God for the rest of my life. Okay? And don't complain. Don't complain. It's part of your calling. Amen. When you are leading the work of God, I mean Paul will say, "All the people have left me." but like minded. I told you last week about how you'll have you, people rebel against you when you do the work of God. They will rebel against you. How Moses people, his own brother and sister, rebelled against him. How David was persecuted, chased out of the palace. Having the anointing of God upon his life. And the thing about a true man of God who is called by God, you must never do them bad. That's how you keep the anointing. You keep the anointing. You keep the grace. When you have the opportunity like David even to kill Saul, don't do it. Because if you do it, you will lose your office. You will lose your anointing. Are we together? So be careful. Suffering is part of being called by God. Amen. Amen. On the issue of believing God for finances, but going back to it, don't put your trust on, on, on uh, uh, this is my, 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 my other point, don't put your trust in people, but put your trust in God. One of the biggest mistakes that you can ever do as somebody who is called by God is to come here and think, oh, this church, you know, you know people, like, like people pass by the road and they see the cars that are parked out there and they see the crowd that is here. They make their own calculation. They think I have a lot of money. People are the same everywhere. People are the same everywhere. They are the same everywhere. Don't put your trust in people. Put your trust in God. I was at Great Bible Church. 4,000 people overflow and everything. Time for offering. They put the no matter how they offer, they, they put their chair in the middle and then they ask people to come. I tell you, out of the row, one, two, three, four, five people come and offer. The rest are sitting down. You check how much they're putting there 10 rand, 10 rand. People are the same everywhere. They're the same everywhere. Nobody wants you to succeed. Nobody. If God doesn't make you succeed, people will never make you succeed. If God doesn't bless you, people will never make you succeed. So, don't come into the ministry thinking, oh, I have crowd, I have people. No, 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 no. These people are here to look for help, not to help you. Are we together? Yeah, that's true. That's something you need to understand when you come into the ministry, because otherwise, you would also to. No, they are not here to give you a car. They are not here to buy you groceries. They are not here to buy you suits. They are here. They are sick. They have broken families. They are looking for answers. Okay. Sometimes they don't... <laughs> They are, not even, they are not willing that you succeed. They know. <laughs> I tell you, people who are very close to you, you will be surprised. You will be surprised that people who are very close to you, people that you think should support you, don't want you to succeed. I told you last week, I'll sit in the i sit in the church board meeting where the salary of the pastor is being determined. You will see how reluctant people were just to increase the pastor's salary by two hundred. It will be a big issue. It will be argued. They don't want you to succeed. We have learned that. We have learned that. That's why I don't allow people to take care of me. I take care of myself. Amen. I'm not anybody's employee. I'm 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 working for God. I'm not on your payroll. Amen. And that's just I'm telling you. Don't be arrogant, but you have to be wise when you serve in the ministry. Okay, some of these things I'll speak in the pastor's forum. Not here. Praise God. Because i got to teach you more how to walk in the calling of God. Amen? People are just people. And you are here to serve them. Amen? The last one, which is very important. I put it last, but it's the most important one. The secret of success. You are not going to succeed in the ministry because of applying so many methods. Having a great choir. Or you have good helps ministry. All those things are very important if you don't meet with God behind the veil where people don't see you, the devil will take you out. He hates anointed people. I'll repeat, the devil hates every person who is anointed. And don't ever think his lips every day He is working on taking out anybody who wants to advance the kingdom of God. Let me scare you. You are on the hit list. If you are not going to hide behind God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are not going to say kiboni sicha pelo pelo ya more she aki chuilito kibulu kei le ki Heel. Oh, give a look. Give look. Give a a on? The secret place of the most high, the work of God. listen to me. Listen to me. If you are called by God, many people who are called by God you health and everything. You have to know how to draw from the presence of God. There's no way you can succeed without understanding that secret. We will give ourselves to the word of God, to prayer and to the word of God. That's how it works. Amen. Let me just take a few moments and encourage you and then we will close. Go with me to Matthew 1, 21 to 23. Quickly. 21 to 23. Hallelujah. Beautiful Savior, beautiful Savior. Let's get it quickly, guys. Matthew twenty-one, twenty-one to twenty-three. She will give birth. The angel is speaking to Joseph. Already she will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. So the call, the ministry, the mandate of Jesus is spelled out here and it is connected to his name. Listen, when I got born... But in heaven in heaven in the books of god mothomo lo mo ngwe modimo o mo filoe le Musadu wahao Maria, Utlove Lagamu Rua. When I mmu real gema, gid Jesu. Jesu era the God who saves. Mudimu A Mudimu Apolushao. Urubani Utlo Pulusha se Chabasau Babatuba Divin Chabona. So this is the reason why Jesus was born to save his people from their sins. Nothing else. You see, once you know this about yourself, like Jesus, you have solved matata abu pilobe I was a little confused to go get I think one of the most confusing things is to come here and wonder why you are here. Ufitamolufasa in wa makala It's Jesus was very clear. My name is Jesus. I am here to come and save my people from their sins. You know, the Bible says about David. He said when he has served the purpose of God for his generation, he died. You are here to serve the purpose of God for your generation. Born at the right time, born for a particular purpose to complete it and go back to the Father. If you think you are here alive for something else, you are lost. If you think you are here to make money, you are very lost. Very lost. If you think you are here to have children, you are very lost. You are here for a purpose. We are living for the purpose of God. And if we do not fulfill that purpose with our lives, we live as people who are lost. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Let me show you something. I think we said we are looking unto Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. Chapter 10, verse 5 to 9. Therefore, as he was coming into the world, he said, you did not want sacrifice or offering, but you prepared a body for me. You did not want sacrifice or offering, but what did you do, Lord? You prepared a body for me. Hallelujah. Hey, this is, this is so revealing. I love it. Good, I'm looking at you with all these different bodies. Tall, short, dark, everything. Jesus said, the Lord, umu prepare a body. Hallelujah. Therefore, therefore, uh, let's go to the next verse, verse number 6. You did not delight in whole ban offerings and sin offerings. He says, then I said, then I did what? I said, see, I have come. See, I have come. It is written about me in the volume of the scroll. Now listen, verse Please don't take this verse and say, This is just a verse. I will like a Jesu Naki Ronaka. Listen, Jesu Uri Untu Kisheri Jemili, Tabachaka, Jabu Pilobaka, Muraruaka, Lepu Pilobaka, Dimwadi, Lekarauka. Hallelujah. To do your will, O God. Praise the Lord. Untukisel Jemil wama wang wwala di taba chaka chabu pilovaka jigis on judidi rakabu pulovaka wadiwala karabuka. Juanemurana na kitile kitle wiraenge tato. Let me let me show you something. And I know that there are many people who come into this world and who are called into the ministry and who emphasize vision and mission and many things. If you nyaga Urupal and sepu pillovagao, don't ever emphasize vision and mission. Emphasize the will of God. Because what you call vision may be your ambition. What you call a vision, if you don't draw it from the knowledge of the will of God, you may find that you think you are fulfilling a vision coming from God. You must consult the scroll The book, you must read the book of God about you. Amen. That's a difficult question. People want to shy away from that question. But it is the real question that you need to answer. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, before, before we go You see, accident. We may not walk in the perfect plan of God for our lives, but that does not mean God brought you here without a plan. The fact that you are missing your plan doesn't mean God was confused. How about I don't care how you came. You came. He has prepared you a body. I don't care what your mom and dad did. You came. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just so grateful that I'm here. Whether they were married or not, I'm here. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm here. Praise God. I'm here. Glory. I'm just here. I have come according to the multitude of what was written of me in the book in the scroll to do your will, O God. Jesus was so committed to the will of God. Language. He said, I have come down to do the will of God. He said, my brothers, my sisters, my fathers, my mothers are those who do the will of God. If you are not going according to the will of God, you are not my brother, you are not my sister, you are not my mother, I don't know you. So the will of God becomes everything. O riletha Juan bona joang o tswana le mang o diroje o kamaka kajona di tshemana go rena batho kamoka ba ba le go buphilomba o All relationships must be measured according to the will of God Amen Because those ones... Who are my brothers? Who are my sisters? These are my brothers. These are my sisters. These ones who do the will of God. Hallelujah. He was willing to die for the will of God. The Bible says in Gethsemane, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. It gives you commitment to the point of death. Do you know why people don't succeed? They have not committed themselves to the point of death. And you know why they cannot commit themselves to the point of death? They don't know the will of God. If you are not willing to die for anything... You are not worth living for anything. I took a baby you move, you? not I'm not Julius, I'm not afraid to die. Or I have died. You know why? I'll tell you something. I'm not preaching politics, I'm just wanting to go on better affair. There is no convicted fully. Persuaded, clear visioned politician, you agree with him or you don't agree with him, in this country, in the rest of Africa, like that young man. Our language, our, he is going to be the president of this country. You like him, you don't like him, he's going to rule this country. You are afraid he's going to rule you The level of conflict- of conviction is unmatched The level of dedication, hard work and commitment is unmatched You can learn some things from him if you want to serve God I have died I have died I'm not afraid to die why? I know why I'm here. King says, This is the ideology that I am prepared to live for. But if need be, I am prepared to die for. He closed it. Everybody was quiet. They knew we're standing a man that we cannot shake. These are the people who change the world. In the work of God, we talk about who do we, who say, I'm willing to die for what I believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They can't even say to somebody, I want to lead you to the Lord in prayer. They are so ashamed of Jesus. The Bible says, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven and before the angels. We are so weak in our convictions that we can't stand for Jesus in our institutions, in our schools, in our families. We can't stand for anything. We have no conviction. And may the Lord help us by his Spirit if we are going to serve him, then we must be able to stand for something. I'm looking at the war happening between Israel and, uh, and Hamas now and, uh, and, and all those Palestines. I'm looking at them. Those soldiers, I'm here to defend my country. They know they will die, but they are convicted. When are we going to have time in the house of God where young people stand and say the kingdom of God is eternal? We are receiving a kingdom that will know no end. We are going to stand for God no matter what happens. Hallelujah. That's how we're going to succeed. Hallelujah. I have come to do your will of God. Somebody say I have come to do your will. God will change you from Abraham to Abraham. God will change you from Jacob to Israel. God will change you from Cephas to Peter. He will change you from Saul to Paul. Hallelujah. He will change your name. There's a real name in the books of God that is connected to your calling. Hallelujah. You may not need to change your name but you will know this is what I live for. Hallelujah. God will call you by the name of your purpose. Shall call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. The last one. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to close. Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to read from verse 1. I think up to verse number 3. And that will be so great for us to finish with that one. I've already spoken. That any man and woman of God who wants to serve God must be willing. To uh, do this. And the Bible talks about an attitude. Attitude. In this thing. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal. Do you see that? Fulfill my joy by thinking the same way. Okay? We're looking at Jesus. Think the same way. Have the same love. Sharing the same feelings. Focusing on one goal. Read on please. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit. Do nothing out of what? But in humility consider others as more important than yourself. This is an attitude of a person who is going to succeed in the work of God. See, Paul says in out of envy. they want to add persecutions to me. You're not going to succeed in the work of God if you do the work of God out of rivalry or envy. Amen? He says, consider other people more important than yourself. Number four, he says, everyone should look out not only for his own interest. God is checking, is checking your heart. Don't look for your own what? Interest. But also for the interest of what? Others. Ministry is saving people, not your interests. Now, number five. Make your own, make your own attitude that of Christ, Jesus. Attitude to Christ. Verse number six. Who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. You see, he did not consider for his own advantage. I cannot begin to tell you how many people use the positions for the advantage of Jabo. The things that you hear about pastors and what they do, abusing people sexually, monetarily, and what, what, is taking advantage of people because they have a position. If you are going to be a servant of God, you've got to get your attitude right in this thing. Amen? You're going to have to get it right. Number seven, in state, he emptied himself. A man of God, a woman of God must be able to do what? empty yourself not that you are empty but you empty yourself and it says assuming the form of a what a slave do you know what paul says paul a bond servant of the lord that's the attitude today we have bishops and archbishops and what what no 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 paul a bond servant of the lord a slave taking the likeness of what of man when, when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of what? Death, even to death on the cross. My God, we, we should have some pastors forum, praise God. And we can teach more on that because go ke MT ya go hampola ke tshelengwe tsha dilo tshe modima dinga ka nguru go ba ba motlankelang tshelengwe tshe modima le go passionate ka jona kudu kudu go batho ba ba motlankelang go gona go you know what moses did when they criticized him he fell on his face he said i wish all the people of god were prophets all right so this is the attitude. Leona, and as somebody else, I believe the Holy Spirit has spoken to you this morning. Young people, akaba get ready now. Amen. Work hard now. Get prepared now. Build your prayer life now. Get into the word now. Serve now. Do the things that will prepare you. With the calling. That he has for your life shall we all stand together please amen thank you jesus oh god thank you lord god we praise you god we praise you the future of your work depends on those that you will raise and call and anoint and we just want to pray we don't know, Lord. We don't know your purpose for every one of these people standing here, especially younger people. But we want to pray that if there is anyone that you are calling into the ministry full time, that they will know it now. They will prepare now. They'll get ready now. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. There could be. Our children that you are calling. May you help us like Joseph and Mary to prepare them. May you help us Lord. We thank you Lord. mudimu. Mm-hmm. Jehovah. That for every generation you raise people. For every generation you raise. Your anointed people. And even the entire church mudimu. Even those who are not called into full time ministry. I pray that every one of them will be able to play their part either in helping those who are called, in serving those who are called, in praying for those who are called, in serving alongside those who are called. May everyone be clear, Lord. We pray for clarity of the Spirit, the clarity that comes from you. I pray that we will not leave without clarity. I thank you, Jesus, for the work that you are doing by the Holy Ghost. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I give you praise. There could be young people here. I sense in my spirit that those that I can see who are called by God, but the devil will keep them playful. He will keep them reluctant. He will keep them fearful. In the name of Jesus, we put and we pull down all that attitude. And we raise in their hearts, Father God, commitment, clarity. Jesus, we give you praise for the conviction. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you so much. Can I just ask you for just one minute to pray for the young people? I sense in my spirit God is calling some of them. Could be one or two or three, perhaps who are called to do the work of God. I just want us to pray in the spirit and allow God to touch them. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are doing it and you are doing it and you are doing it. And the devil cannot stop it. Hallelujah. Fear cannot stop it. They will not class themselves with other people who are pursuing careers and other things. They will know the destiny of God for their lives and they will follow it. We give you praise and thank you. Hallelujah korabasa tala barakatere rebetethe pereketere boboshonto koropokoropo torobobosete this morning this could be your prayer kurumudimo cheatulwa ga o Oh phelo baka o chiesitulo sa saburena ga ra bo phelo baka Yes to Jesus. Yes to the Lord Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner and without Jesus, I will not be able to make it to heaven. I know that I'm a sinner and without the grace of God, I will not be able to make it to heaven. Today, I want to invite you to come to Jesus. All our eyes are closed. And if you are here, you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I want Jesus to save my soul so that I can know my purpose and live for my purpose. Please lift your hand up to heaven. I want to pray with you. Just lift it up quickly. Lift that hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Lift it up. Just lift that hand lift it up with confidence no fear no postponement no arguments just lift it up it's your life it's your choice it's your step you're coming to jesus and nobody can stop you nobody can say no when you say yes when the holy spirit say yes when jesus says yes when the father says yes you are in hallelujah if that's you and you want to raise it together with the others that I saw, please lift it up wherever you're standing. I saw you from this other side and anybody would you please walk to the front, come and stand right here. We want to say a prayer that will truly change your life. When you pray by faith, God will not put you to shame. When you pray by faith. Come my girl. Come. Jesus is here for you. Thank you for coming to Jesus. What's your name? Praise God. First time here? Praise God. Good to see you in the house of God. Jesus loves you. He wants to be your Lord, your Savior, your Shepherd, your eternity. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Just lift your hands with me. We're going to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for these young people who have come to you, Jesus. You said that those who come, I thank you for their coming. I thank you for the appointment that you have with them today. To truly save them and give them your newness of life in Christ Jesus. I give you praise, Father. Pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I give you my life. I give you my soul. I give you my body. I give you my will. Save me, Jesus. Save me from my sins. I cannot make it without you. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, rule my life from this day forward until I see your face. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Father, thank you. Father, thank you for these precious souls. Take care of them and help us to take care of them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. Where is uh, Sissi She did, did, did she go out? Did she go out? Somebody's going to help them today? Can you take them? Uh, Sissi Mahadi, can, can you take them? I, w- I want you to go with uh, Mama Shulene. She will talk to you and just get you in trailer. We, we, call, we will call you. Do you go to school during the week? You go to school. Okay, you will tell her what time you are available so we can call you. Ne? God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.